This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a special Media Week podcast. This is our uh, Mikado and Manning TV podcast, the final podcast for 2020, where we managed to uh, remember most of the programs we wanted to of what's been a pretty hectic year, Andrew Mikado. I know, I kind of lost it with the list. I always start the year making lists so that when we get to this point in the year, it's so much easier. But, of course, when we went into pandemic lockdown, all those regular things just sort of went out the window. So I keep feeling there's a gap in my list. I'm <laughs> loving it that your list is so much longer than mine because I'm sure that as you go through yours, I'll go, yes, that's one I forgot. I'm terrified about what I've forgotten because it's been such a crazy year. Same, yeah. I mean, at the start of every year, I say, okay, that's it. I'm really going to do this serious list. And I've tried to find, we've talked about electronic options this year. Um, there was, I think, Just Watch was the app. Right. Uh, I don't know. I fell out of love with it. it. It didn't, a lot of the shows weren't on there. Then I've tried IMDB. Right. Which has a watch list, on, on, I think, on there. So that's my sort of new one. But then again, you've still got to remember to put it on the list, you know. There's also so many shows, James. I think there's a feeling that we get overwhelmed all the time. I was even thinking last night that there's a whole bunch of shows that I started watching and never finished because I try to watch the first episode of everything. And, you know, I immediately go, okay, well, that's not for me. I'm not going to watch that. But then I watch some stuff and I might get three or four episodes in and then the new thing drops and you go to that and you go... I wonder how Brave New World ends. And then you think, oh, I don't need to watch the end of it because they haven't renewed it for a second season. So things like that fall off your list, even though I watched it and thought, wow, this is great. I know. And it's, I mean, it's usually an indication, isn't it, of how much you really want to finish it. Yeah. You find a way. But there are things, though, that you still liked that you did want to finish that you just don't have time for. Oh. I'm actually amazed at how quickly they come out now and say that something has been cancelled. Something is there for you to watch and we're barely getting through the word of mouth or, oh, you should check this out. And suddenly the announcement comes through, oh, no, they're not making any more. And the moment they say that, a whole bunch of people go, oh, I don't need to watch that. Mm. Understand why they just don't keep that a bit more under wraps and try and get more people on board. And I think people assume that it's been cancelled. I mean, sometimes they might have only plan to make one season yeah for some reason they could have had a plan to do another but it's not necessarily a bad mark no i mean you can have one, a, a standalone season of a show that's actually very good like away is an example the netflix i love that yeah and i'll mention it briefly during my list yeah but there was a big deal oh look it's been cancelled it's not coming back yeah but you know it was still a good first season. Right, good to hear. Okay, well, look, let's get into it. We're in person today. Yes. We haven't done for probably well over a year, I'm guessing. <laughs> so the, the, hopefully the audio quality might be a little bit better than the um, the past weeks. Uh, there might be dogs barking in the background at some stage, but we'll try and uh, manage that. Yep. Okay, so let's. we'll start off. You go first. I'll pipe in when I've, there's something on both our lists, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up with my... Um, 
my choices. All right. So I've, I wrote for mediaweek.com.au my, a list with some of these on there. And I always start with Australian drama because that's my favourite. Um, and I feel really bad because there's one that I left off the list. And again, it's one of those shows I didn't finish watching. Hungry Ghosts on SBS, oh, On Demand. Right. Yes. The Vietnamese Australian horror story. Brian Brown as the Vietnam photographer. Susie Porter, a fantastic new Vietnamese Cast. Ryan Corr in Ryan Corr's in there, no. yes. That's a show that I've got to finish watching. I've watched two eps. There's four episodes to it, and I realised I didn't put it on my list, and I really liked it. But, you know, the Aussie drums that I really liked this year were Mystery Road, of course, the second series. Halifax Retribution, like, wow, what a, what a fantastic show to come back after so many years. And, you know, look at the audience for that show. They stayed week after week. That was a great series on Nine. Um, Wentworth Redemption on Foxtel, which was the series of Wentworth they made after they'd axed the show. They brought it back for two seasons. They kind of rebooted it in a way with new characters. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I also really liked Stateless on the ABC. Operation Buffalo I liked, but it was a bit weird. I didn't quite get the tone of it, the Maralinga explosions and stuff. But, you know, my favourite Aussie series of the year was the second series of The Heights, which screened on the ABC on Thursday night. They just screened one half-hour episode a week. You've always been a fan of that. Yeah, and just watching them one episode a week, you could really focus on how beautifully made that show was um, and I love it today that there's a story in TV tonight about uh, uh, neighbours not getting any recognition from the actor awards for what they did during coronavirus because they were the first TV drama in the world to come back out of pandemic and to actually work out a plan to split the crew into four quadrants and it got written up all over the world. Other soaps started copying their stuff to come back. Um, Look, all the soaps like that have really suffered. You know, the social distancing and they can't have extras anymore and some of those shows are already being made on a bit of a shoestring budget so it makes them look even cheaper now that you haven't got those extras milling around in the background. So well done for them holding on, but they've had a really rough year. But I think Neighbours, just in terms of devising how they would do it, well done to them for doing that. It's long been ignored, really, Neighbours. You could argue, couldn't you, over the years in terms of when it comes to awards and yeah. tributes. And Home and Away's won a fair share of... I think Home and Away's probably won a few Logies, hasn't it? But whereas Neighbours is. They might have won some, but they certainly haven't been there for a while, I wouldn't have thought. What goes on with those shows is that Home and Away is the much bigger show with audience figures here in Australia. And Neighbours. Yeah, Neighbours is getting like 100,000 on a digital channel 10 peach. In the UK, that situation is reversed. It's Neighbours that's the big hit there, and Home and Away really fell off the map there when it was taken off here for for two years changing networks. Um, We did see last year Neighbours got a Gold Logie nomination for Eve Morey for her brilliant work when she was Sonia dying. So we did finally see some recognition there. But yeah, here in Australia, there isn't a lot of uh, talk about Neighbours. And in fact, recently there was a uh, discussion online with a whole bunch of the network heads talking about dramas. And, you know, someone said to Rick May from Channel 10, how's Neighbours these days? Still a little bit white bread. 
spread and not diverse. And he was like, have you not watched the show lately? And that's the problem. People don't watch Neighbours, so they don't see what that show does. But look, they, they're in there week in, week out, 52 weeks a year. It's a great effort. And there's not enough soaps here to have a separate category, is no, there? No, there isn't. In awards. Yeah. It's really home and away in Neighbours. True. That's sort of it. Where in the old days, then maybe there was half a dozen yeah. in Australia. Yeah, that's right. I suppose you got the heights you could have had into that category. Yeah, you could have, but again... But it's still, it's a... Yeah. It's almost fringe viewing, isn't it? It's yeah, the, the the ABC sort of stuffed up the yeah. programming on that. They've never had the viewership for it. It probably won't come back for a third series, uh, which is a real shame. Okay. The other show that I really want to say that I loved so much this year was The Beach on oh, yeah. SBS with Warwick Thornton sitting in that shack um, on the West Australian coast, cooking, talking to his chickens. Wow, that was a new version of slow TV that was so Stunning, and I watched it all on the Friday night. Just sat here and kind of immersed myself in it. It was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Is that is that your view run through? Well, the that's list that's or? my Aussie list. The okay. other stuff I want to well, talk. Let ab- me comment on the yeah. Aussie things that um, we have in common. Um, yeah, just Mystery Road, of course. Fantastic, wasn't it? You know, yeah. directed by Warwick Thornton and uh, Wayne Blair. Yes. I think between them, the whole... I think it was six episodes from memory. Yeah, I think it was but six. I'd, I'd argue it was as good as the first season, you know. I would too. And that first season blew me away because of lots of things, including Judy Davis. Yeah. Who was sensational. Um, but sort of filling the sort of... Um, the role as of the other copper was it Jada um, Jada Albert yeah how good was she she was fantastic Man. in fact I kind of smelled a spin off there I was kind of like <laughs> as Aaron Peterson drove out of town as he always does I was kind of like wow I want to see her because she was kind of poised to take over that police station and kind of get mm. a promotion I was like I want to know more about her character. yeah but I, I you know she really took on a major role there yeah totally very well yeah um my favourite Australian actor almost was in that too, Callan Mulvaney. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's a scary guy. Yeah, when he, he wants to play me. Yeah. yeah. Which he usually does. <laughs> he was amazing. And Tasma Walton. Yeah. she. I think she had a much bigger role than she did in the first one. Look, she's been around all the t- while because she's uh, playing the part of Aaron I know, Peterson's ex-wife. To me, she had a bigger part she in did this, this than time. the first one, I think. Yeah, because she, was in, she got involved with one of the, yeah. the major villains of the but piece. But that... That um, date, if you like, she had with Colin Mulvey at the beach house. Oh, yeah. The tension in yeah. that yeah. was fantastic. That's it's one of the things they've done so well in um, Mystery Road is build that tension. Yeah. I'll never forget that final episode of the first season with yeah. uh, Judy Davis and uh, Ernie Dingo, I think, and uh, wow. Yeah. That was amazing. So and this is a show that worked great overseas too. Yeah. You can imagine yeah. sitting overseas looking at this. They call it – someone said it's like an Indigenous Western noir now. Yeah. I love that, that we, if you were looking that from overseas, it would look as exotic to them as we do sitting here watching dramas from Iceland going, wow, doesn't that look cool? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so look, if, if you haven't watched – that or the first season, you've got a real treat ahead for you um, over Christmas. Um, you didn't mention probably my um, my equal favourite uh, Aussie series of the year, The Secret She Keeps. Right, now there you go. There's one I forgot. Thank you. I loved it. I watched it all in one hit. They put it up early on 10 play at Easter. Boom. Yeah. I knocked it off in a night. That was fantastic. How good was it? Yeah, really you know, good. That was sensational. Uh, Laura Carmichael. And I've got to say, one of my favourite um, 
Actresses of the Year, Jessica DeGau. Yeah. Wow. She's been in three shows on this list. She was. She was in uh, Operation Buffalo. Correct. What's the third then? She's in The Crown. Of course she but is. But I don't think she's in season four. She's in season three. Playing. And she played the second wife of Lord Snowden. Ah. Um. I've got I've, I've got this page of almost indecipherable notes I uh, wrote. There we go. Um, yeah, she played Lucy Lindsay Hogg, right. second wife of Lord Snowden, who was the husband of Princess Margaret, of course. Yeah. Now I, th- sh- her, she was refreshed to me because before the Crown season four started, I watched the final episode of season three. Right. And she crops up in that. Yeah. She she's good. Um, She's so good. When she was in The Secret She Keeps, she came across in that, not as an Australian actress making an Australian series, she came across like Laura Carmichael. She Mm. came across like an international actress that had abandoned her her international career to come make this series. Like, that was the kind of gravitas I thought she brought to The Secret She Keeps. Yeah, no, she was brilliant. Um, Produced by uh, Helen Bowden and Jason Stevens. Yep. The uh, duo who run... Lingo Pictures, and gee, haven't they done some great work um, over the year? I think we gave them some um, a few um, a few shout outs earlier this year in probably a couple of our podcasts. But um, great work from them. Yeah, yep. the beach I really loved. Um, made by Dylan River, His I think Warwick Thornton's son. Yes. Who was the creative force behind... Robbie Hood. Correct. Which you can still watch on SBS On Demand. I mean, the talent in that family is just wow. I know. And and Robbie Hood, made by Ludo Studio, who also make Bluey. Right. And um, we've got a good story. I'll... I'll say it's a good story. I wrote it, so it's an it's an okay story. But we profile them in Media Week this week, so you'll find that at mediaweek.com.au. So I'm so glad you brought up Bluey because when you think about it, and we've seen this coming up all through the year, Bluey is actually the biggest Australian show of the year. I saw a figure recently that you printed that with its catch-up, the yeah. kids watch it on TV at whatever time it is, 5 to 8 in the morning, then there's a repeat that night, but then the catch-up is this, one episode, 2.4 million, James. Mm. That makes it the biggest, one of the biggest Australian shows of the year. Yeah. Well, it was. I think they screened the Christmas special this week on ABC2. Right. I think it made the top 10 yep. of all shows and it beat most primary channel programs that were also screened on that day. It was amazing, Incredible. amazing figures. And I love it that they've made a Bluey Christmas episode and I know they're going to repeat it on Christmas Eve or yeah. something. Look, honestly, to, to think that um, a five-minute cartoon is getting that amount of... Seven ca- minutes. Seven-minute cartoon, sorry. Seven-minute cartoon is getting that sort of catch-up. Like, that. this is a gigantic This hit. could become the biggest Australian... TV success of all time. Yeah. I think it's possible. Yeah. Um, and they keep their accents. Yeah. You know, they told the rest of the world, you're not going to dub that. You'll keep our Aussie accents in there. Right. Well done. Taken off in the US. I think it's on Disney Plus I think over so. there. Yeah. Uh, doing very well. They, 52 episodes a season, so it's a big order. Yeah. Short episodes, but it still takes them a long time to, to make each episode. Yeah. Um, Daily Pearson, the sort of the co-founder of Bluey told us when they were pitching the show they were telling people it was a it's a it's a sort of a kid show that adults 
can watch too. And people were saying, oh, the, the programmers were saying, oh, we're not sure if it's Peppa Pig or The Simpsons. And their response is, well, it's both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, I saw my first three episodes just in the last week, and it's a great thing to binge. Before I knew it, I powered through three yeah, apps. Yeah. It's good fun. Yeah, amazing and success. And you see the story bridge, you see Brisbane highlights in the background, you know. it's um, Growing up in Brisbane, I particularly love, you know, the, the Queensland of Verandas and all of that. I love it. Sure. Um, so that's uh, Operation Buffalo, yeah. Again, um, you and Leslie, Jessica DeGale. I, I didn't think I'd love it watching that first episode, but I kept watching and it was quite quirky, wasn't it? It, it was, was quirky. Um, that's a great word for it. Yeah. You know, I don't think it achieved the heights that it was aiming no. for, but it was still very watchable. Um, I just hope that when people uh, from overseas watch it that they actually do some research and look at the real history of it. Um, you kind of have to watch a whole bunch of silliness to get to the truth tragic figures at the end of what actually happened. I mean, it's based in truth, but it goes off in some pretty fanciful directions. Yeah, and you and Leslie's on my list of... I'd watch it because he's in it. Yeah. And I'd stick with it all the way, I think. Yeah. You know, because he's, um, he's so good. Uh, just quickly on Bluey, too, it won another... It won two awards this week. I think it picked up its second actor on Monday night, and on Thursday night it picked up a uh, Asian Academy... Wow. Uh, ...creative award for, in Singapore. So it's, you know, and it's won Spa Awards. It's run... I think it's got two Emmys so far. Yep. But it's just, yeah, the amazing. cabinet at um, yeah. Ludo Studios, pretty impressive. Um. Other Aussie things on my list. What I haven't heard you mention yet is the highest rated Australian drama of the year, which was Informer 3838. Now, it's not yeah. on my list because I didn't think it was really great. You know, I'm a little bit over this underbelly true crime thing in Aussie drama. I know off Mark Fennessy's making a new series about John Ibrahim yep. and you think, didn't we see that underbelly, the golden mile? Like, you know, I know true crime sells and all this, but, geez, I get tired of the hearing about these same criminals over and over. I watched part one of Informer 3838, 3, 8, 3, 8. thought it was okay, but never, ever went back and watched part two. Just went no interest in yeah, seeing how I, this ends. It seems so long ago, doesn't it? It's like that? the very start of the year. seems so long yeah. ago. Yeah, no, I had forgotten that, but I'm not sure if it would have made my list. I, I did enjoy it. But, At uh, 767,000 for part one, part two dropped off, right but okay. it was the highest rated Australian drama of the year. Okay, okay. For nine. Interesting. I think that's it for my... Um, can we talk comedy quickly? Yes, of course. Because, you know, it was a good year for comedy. It was great to see regular old Bogan on Seven Mates, some Australian animation, adult animation. How's those 2020? Look, he went a bit far for me, Paul Fennick, this time. I, 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 I'm more a pizza guy than a how's those guy. But well done that he did a, a series about Did you lockdown. have cameos in an early... I had a cameo in the first ever series of pizza way back in the day, yeah, which has never, ever been repeated. Um, But, look, you know, my favourite Australian comedy of the year was At Home Alone Together on the ABC, hosted by Ray Martin, which they literally put together for coronavirus. Look, that show, I thought that show was really, really funny. Um, And it got madder and madder as the weeks went on because as, as time went on, we came out of lockdown and then, you you know, the show was a few weeks behind. But, look, great show. I know that uh, Dan Illick is one of the writers. I know there are a stack of writers there, many of them from The Tonightly with Tom Ballard uh, came across to do it. Look, they did literally make that show in lockdown with people individually doing their sections. 
my favourite Aussie comedy of the year, At Home Alone, together on the ABC. Yep. Um, a few other things on, before I get into my list of sort of international dramas, a couple of Australian things. Restoration Australia. Yep. Just really loved that uh, series. Fantastic work. I mean, a, gee, a long time. Some of those houses took nearly two years to complete. So, you know, it's a lot of detailed work going back and forth and keeping up with what was going on. And, geez, didn't some of those people drop some cash? Oh, did they ever? I mean, there was one place, I think he spent over $5 million. <laughs> It was the only episode where they didn't reveal how much he spent, though, because you could tell him it was a little <laughs> bit... Uh, Embarrassed? Yeah, well, yes, he yeah. didn't want to sort of reveal. Um, look, I did really enjoy The Block this year. Right. Um it just it was an amazing final episode, though. Those philanthropists, the amount of money, who turned up and bought three of the houses. Yeah, it was just incredible. Yeah, and they, you know, the I think it was the first time it was the biggest winning. Um, it was the biggest. It was a record TV prize globally when you add together all the winnings of the five contestants, and the winners got over a million dollars. Wow! And I think everyone else was up was well over two for the five of them. Look, as you know, I don't watch The Block, but I'm always struck by how there's an audience that is waiting for The Block every year and they love it. And it's kids and their parents and the grandparents. It's got a broad appeal. Um, and since they've, you know, the only time The Block went off rails was when they were trying to do two series a year and got greedy. Yeah. And the audience said, no, nah, we want this to be an annual event. And now they've brought it back to once a year. Boom, the audience comes to it. Gruen, I've been enjoying this yes. this season of Gruen. Uh, shout out the Hard Quiz. Yeah, they're doing about something like thirty six episodes a year. Look at those ratings you too, know? and it's still it's often the number one entertainment yep. show on a Wednesday night. Yep, which is fantastic. You know, yeah, does really well. And um, so kudos to Tom and... Everything on a Wednesday night has been great this year on the ABC. I mean, uh, Sean McAuliffe's show's been great, Mad as Hell, The Weekly with Charlie Pickering. You know, you know on a Wednesday night you can go to the ABC, start with Hard Quiz and boom, you're off for the night. You can stick yeah. there all night. Yeah. Okay, now I'm just going to go through this list from the top because my notes are all over the place. It's <laughs> a little bit messy. Hey, we should also give a call, a shout-out to The Sound, bringing back live music on a Sunday night. Six o'clock on a Sunday. See, it's, they've got to persevere because I forget often. Yeah. It's, you know, because it's new. It, because it's you've, new. You've got to get it, you know, they've got to maybe be a bit clever in their marketing. I don't know. Just yeah. Get us back people. into that countdown vibe of remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other show I really loved this year, I loved it so much, Further Back in Time for Dinner. Oh, I ached for that show. This is where they went back to the Victorian oh. house and that wonderful, yes. for, the Ferroni family who'd done the first series and they were cooking bloody... Uh, sheep's heads and the eyeballs were coming. It was so gross, but it was so interesting. And that family, their TV gold, you know, if the ABC isn't going to do a, another <laughs> series with them, they should be on Gogglebox. I loved them. Okay. The Comey Rule. Yes. On stand. Yes. That um, story of uh, James Coney, I think he was the was the FBI yes, chief. Yes, he was. That, and Trump ended up getting rid of. Yep. Uh, Jeff Daniels played him. He's another guy who's worth watching a series yes, if he's in it. Totally. Uh, Brendan Gleeson played Trump. Gee, he had some fun with that role. I haven't heard much buzz about it, though. I mean, I watched it, boom, in one night, um, sucked it all up, and now I guess it was too late to get into any Emmys this year, 
but it just seems to have kind of it slipped by, and you know, well, I, maybe the real events overtook it. I mean, well, I it think was that's an, absolutely what happened. It was closish to the election. You yeah, know, it was just so much hype about that. Yeah, um, but it did get very good reviews though. So that was on Stan. A Roadkill just finished recently. Yep. Uh, ABC, Hugh Laurie. Yep, four fantastic. parts. Fantastic, yep. We've, we've talked about that before. And I, look, I can't say her name, so I'm not sure, but she played the Prime Minister in Borg. And I, oh, yes, Borgen, I think is yeah, her name. I've never seen Borgen. It's one of those uh, well, politics shows I've never yeah, gotten it's very into. good. I think yeah. there's maybe even three seasons. Right. You'd love it. SBS? Or is it uh, Netflix now? Could be Netflix. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, that's that's well worth catching. Um, the Singapore Grip, yes. quite earlier this year, we've talked about that in our Fox podcast. Town. Yep, um, it was on BBC First. Wouldn't be surprised if that turns up on ABC, ABC sometime yeah. early next year. Uh, David Murray, uh, no, David Morrissey um, from The Living Dead, The Missing, right? Um, I didn't actor, see that. Yeah, uh, very good. It's about the fall of Singapore in World War Two. Right. So it's great, you know, and you learn a bit of history. Oh yeah, I did well. watch the first episode. Yeah, Singapore Group. Of course, I did. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Deadwater Fell. Yeah. David Tennant. Yes. One of the couple of David Tennant series I've got on here. Pretty sure that was BBC First on Foxtel. Um, David Tennant is a doctor whose children are killed yep. in a house fire. Yeah. And the the plot unravels from there. But it's um it's not cheery viewing, but it's no, cheer. it's not. It's um it's good. And it's what he specializes in, and it's a good segue from that to go to Des. Yep. Which he also played another. Which is run. on my list here. This huge list of things <laughs> I got to get round to. But Des is brilliant. Des is um, on Stan. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's just yeah. three parts. Uh, David Tennant plays a serial killer called Des. Yep. Um, fantastic stuff. Now, Daniel... God, I can't even read my writing. I think it's Daniel Mays plays the lead police investigator. Now, if you ever watched uh, Line of Duty and can remember season three... Yep. ..he featured very dramatically in the first episode. Right. So uh, some great acting from him. It's fantastic stuff. So Des... Uh, Traces, which wasn't a huge show, but I came across it on Foxtel. I'm not even sure if it was Traces? new this year. Right. It was a um, set in Dundee up in Scotland. And it starred Martin Comston, who's the probably the young lead out of Line of Duty. Oh, yeah. Who's become quite a big star in the UK because Line of Duty is a huge, it's been a huge success. Um, but, but apart from him, there's three very strong women who play pivotal roles in this, and it's, it's quite a quirky little uh, crime mystery. Yep. It could be worth chasing up. Last Tango in Halifax. Oh, yeah. One of the rare occasions to see Sarah Lancashire this year. Yeah. Now, there was only four eps in this season. Now, this is from Sally Wainwright. Yep. Whose CV is what? Happy, Happy Valley. Valley. Now, there's um, going to be another season of Happy Valley too, a third season yeah. they're working on, so watch out for that. Doesn't she also do Gentleman Jack? Yeah. How good's Gentleman yeah, Jack? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Now, that was delayed this year, I think, but yeah. production's restarted, so we'll see season two, I believe, in 2021. So I'm, I thought this was the last season somehow of Last Tango too, but I think they've commissioned another one. Yeah, look, they don't I'm do a lot, sure. um, but, you know, I get the feeling they like to bring them back for a Christmas special and all that stuff, yeah. trying to talk. Uh, yeah. It's certainly not as um, 
edgy is not the right word. It's but not it's, edgy. It's, it's not nice. as edgy as Happy Valley and even Gentleman Jack. It's but, lovely. It's Derek it's, Jacoby yeah. and Anne Reid, uh, you yeah. know, uh, getting married yeah. later in age. It's perfect yeah. Saturday night, Friday night yeah. I mean, entertainment. It's almost edgy, though, because um, Derek Jacoby got a job down the local supermarket <laughs> and there's this little shop with the kid that hassles in. Yeah. So it's quite, you know, and you yeah. see how that plays out. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's good stuff. Mrs. America. Oh, yeah. Um, you've, Kate, you've switched to landing. Before we leave the UK, oh, sorry, do you want what to, about keep British? UK? What about White House Farm? That's on yeah, your yeah, list, okay, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Oh, actually, that was the good, one about the... I skipped across it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it was a real, another true crime, British crime thing, where, you know, fa- another family had been killed yeah, in their five, farmhouse. Five members of the, um, of the one family Little killed. kids, the mother, yep. the, the grandma, the grandpa, and, of course, uh, you find out very quickly that it's an, a family member. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Fox is the standout yeah. performer in this. He's so good. Okay, look, you know what? If you're going to murder your own so family, good. could you maybe act like you didn't afterwards? I mean, it's just, you know, the way they behave afterwards. Talk about suspicious. Now, um, Freddie Fox is also in The Crown and he's oh, in yeah. season four. He played um, Mark Thatcher. Right. Who gets lost <laughs> during a car rally in um, somewhere in the Middle East, I think. So now, James, Africa. where do you stand on the chatter now around this fourth series of The Crown being fiction, uh, the, royal, the royal household pretty upset, saying they should put a disclaimer oh, at the please. front to say it's a drama? Make it stop, will you? I mean, I yeah. mean didn't we always know it was a who drama? Cares? I don't get it. Yeah, who cares, you know? It's only because this history is so recent to us mm. that we feel mm. like we know the Charles and Di story yeah. and suddenly there's an interpretation. It's like, oh, everyone's kind of up in arms about it. Nobody said anything about it when they were kind of dramatising and making up some things to make it work better in the first and second series of The Crown. Suddenly, because it's getting closer to us, everyone's like, oh, that's yeah, not what no, happened. Look, leave it alone. I mean, if you don't watch it if it annoys you, you know, it's, um, I think it's a great piece it's of work. Yeah, I, I love it. Fantastic television. Um, look, I was a little bit harsher. Did we talk about this in our last podcast? I can't. I might have said that. Um, uh, who's the actress that plays um, Emma Corrin, who plays Princess Diana? Di. I might have said she didn't do a great job. I've changed my mind. Right. I've come around 180 degrees on that. I think she's pretty good. At the, because she the was end of playing season. so shy at the start and, yeah. and as she came out of her she shell. She looked a lightweight. Yeah. At the start, you thought, oh, yeah. she had two sort of, she had two, you know, happy, sad, you yeah. know. But no, I thought she did a fantastic job by the end of this. I think it's kind of sad that we're not going to see her in another series now because she's going to be replaced by Elizabeth Debicki because now they've done two seasons with Olivia Colman as the Queen. They change the next two series. It'll be Imelda Staunton, I think, playing okay. the Queen. God, I hope I've got that right. And a whole new cast coming in. Okay. And, you know... Well, and the- Elizabeth Debicki had many episodes, though. What? Yeah, well, it'll be she'll be the one that'll have to die in the yeah. tunnel. But how long? I mean, how long will that be into the? Season? At least Elizabeth Debicki to me, I think, because I know she's a tall actress. Mm. Because I always think Princess Diana was tall, yeah. and you know, at least she's going to have the stature to play that role. Sure, sure. Where was I? Yeah, so White House Farm. Yeah, that's a cracker. Definitely catch. So let's stay 
uh, England. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Crown. Yeah. Sarah Paulson's also in. Uh, oh no, 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 she's not. My notes are crossing over there. Uh, so yeah, no, that's great. Um, quiz was another quiz. UK yes, three parter. I love that. Yeah. So behind the scenes on the um, UK British version. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. It was so good. Um, about a contestant who went on to win a million dollars, but then was there were accusations that he cheated him and his wife, and he got convicted with people it's, coughing in the audience. Yeah, yeah. some jail time. <laughs> so that's great fun. Yeah, it was want. good. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Um, Belgravia sort of found its way onto my list. Did you watch it all? Did I you did. make it to the end? Right. I'm pretty sure that was this year. Was the end of last year? Yes, it sure. was this it year. Was this year. Yep. So Julian Fellows adapted his own novel yep. for the screen. Look, it wasn't it wasn't the best thing. It on wasn't this down list, nabby, was but it? But I thought they did just such a great period job. Yeah. And I think I remember talking about this, how the they just re Oh, that's right. And they it was filmed in Scotland. Yeah. They recreated the London um, sort of suburb of Belgravia up in Edinburgh. Yep. And they did such a good job. It was just so convincing. Uh, Tasman Gregg, I thought, was probably the best um, of, a, of a good cast in, that, um, that did well in that. What's ever happened to his show, The Gilded Age? It's still, it's, I think it's moved to HBO. He's been doing this for years. Has it Julian Fellows? No, it's. Has it's, it been delivered yet? Yeah, it's still coming, okay. but it's been a, he's been doing it for years and years. All right. It's, yeah. All right. Um, Normal people. Yeah, right. This is the Stan yep. drama the, about a, yep. an Irish yeah, young, young couple. couple who fall in love. Yep. And then it follows them through maybe, I don't know, a decade? Yeah. Where they sort of separate and yep. just follows that. Oh, gee, I love that. I don't know why. It just it was such a – it was just a half hour. It was a really um, – He's think, rich and she's not so rich, They're free, isn't it? That's the other way around. Oh, that's right. So yeah. somebody, somebody's she's parent well works for... Yeah, she's yes. well-to-do, he's not. And does his mother work the for the uni? family? Is there a, is yeah, there a relationship? she's a cleaner yeah. at their house. That's right. Yep, yep. And she can't believe that he's, you know, he's not treating her like you know royalty and so you do everything you can to keep this relationship alive. You don't know how lucky you are, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's just brilliant. It's yeah. just really good, you know. Yeah. I just... I just had to sort of um, binge that one. It was just such a cracker. Really, I'm not sure. No. Yeah, I never finished that one. Hmm? I started Didn't watching it. Okay. I've watched the first episode. Okay. Never finished. Um, so we're looking for UK any, any more on British my list. stuff in there. Um, Did you watch the first British the, series the great, on Apple? Do we call the Great British? It's not really. Not is it? really. It sort of is. It's kind of more an Australian flavour flavor with Tony well, McNamara writing the script. US Commission yeah. set in the UK with Aussie creatives. Yeah. But, yeah, Tony McNamara. Now, is it is his wife? Yes, his Belinda wife. Belinda Bromelow, is it? Yes, because yep. she's the actress in Doctor, Doctor. Yes. And she played the nutty... Uh, the aunt. The aunt in that court, didn't yep. she? Yeah, Al Fanning and Nicholas Hout. Yeah. Holt, is it? Um. That's just really good. You know who's also Belinda Bromelow, is that her name? Yeah, Belinda yeah. Bromelow, yep. Uh, she's fantastic. And, gee, what quirky characters they are. Oh, yeah. You know? It's amazing. But also I think Freddie Fox is also in that. Right. He plays King Hugo. Ah. So, yeah, it was great. Uh, look, to be honest, it took me a while. The first episode I wasn't sold, but it's just so clever and yeah. so funny, you know. 
I had to keep watching. Um, yeah, it was out there, that show. Oh, I've missed an Aussie one. Which? I Am Woman. Okay, well, this well, is a movie. movie. It's a movie, it's so a movie. it's slightly out there. <laughs> Look, we did get a lot of first but release Aussie stand. movies. And it's if nothing else, we can segue to check our I Am Woman podcast. Correct. Where it was Rosemary Blight. We had yeah. one of the... Um, Producers, Creators, yeah. producers, executive producer, who talked writers, about the behind the scenes stuff. Look, I mean, yeah. it was great to see um, Australian films like you know the excellent Mr. Dundee went to Amazon Prime. Um, we had those shows, and it was tough for those features because the cinemas were shut. But you know, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was interesting to see. I mean, we now we now have with cinemas still shut. We've still got some of the movies I saw exclusively on streaming this. year. Year. I mean, Eurovision Song Contest, oh. The Story of Fire Saga yeah. with Will Fennell. How funny was that? Oh, Feral on Netflix. So fantastic. And then, you know, Borat's subsequent movie film on Amazon Prime, which I think uh, internationally is the second biggest streaming hit of the year behind Hamilton the Musical, which didn't do so well here in Australia. Thank you to Glenn Kinging for letting me know that. But in the US, I think that's been the biggest stream thing over there on Disney+. Plus. Well, I don't know what it's going to do to the cinema's business model but COVID's fast tracked uh, streaming platforms getting first releases. Yeah. I mean some great the Chicago 7 on Netflix Yes, brilliant. That's a, a great film. There's a bunch of stuff on Netflix. There's some good things on uh, Amazon. There's some great things on Apple Plus. And look at Warner Brothers announcing that next year they will simultaneously release their blockbusters in cinemas and HBO Max for no extra charge. So it'll start with Wonder Woman 1984 on Boxing Day and they've then done a slate of The Matrix, all their big films for the year. You'll have the choice to stream it for free or leave your house and go to a cinema and watch it on the big screen. I mean, that's a business model that ra- raises a shiver up my spine as a former cinema owner. Yeah. Now, before we go to the US, can we go to South America? Yeah. What I've got you a feeling there? I mentioned this in our last podcast, the long way up, Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor oh, yeah. on their motorcycle Is this journey. an Apple series? It is. Apple yep. Plus. Yeah. Now, if anybody doesn't have Apple Plus, sort out a week over your summer take out a trial sub yep. and then binge a few things, yeah, right? Yeah. One of them would be Long Way Up. Yes. South America, I've always been fascinated by it, but it hasn't been on my list because I see it as a, a troublesome country. You right. Know, it's not going to be an... You're going to have to be careful travelling and this series shows you just how careful you need to be in certain parts. Other parts of it, fine. Yeah. But this is brilliant. This... This ticked my box for wanting to go. I feel like I've been there. Right. Oh, wow. You've not got me wanting to watch it well, now. Mate, it's it's just it's just amazing. I mean, you and I both love our travel. Yeah. This will really make you feel like you've been across South America. They start at the tip of um Argentina down the bottom. They crisscross between Argentina and Chile. Um, as they progress north, then go through the seventeen separate countries, I think, yeah. before they get back to California. Wow. It's just incredible. It's really great TV and it's the scenery is just Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. It's really good and and there's a really sense of sadness when they finish. I mean they felt it when they were filming it because it's been such an amazing experience and the viewer is definitely wrapped up in that emotion too. Yeah. Because you've just learnt so much and seen so much beauty along the way. 
Okay, let's let's power through these US titles then. I've mentioned the Comey rule already. We've you mentioned so Mrs. America, Mrs. America. That's where yeah. we're up to. Yeah, Rose Byrne. Oh, Kate Blanchett, of course, in the title role as the Phyllis Schlafly, conservative. Yeah, activist Phyllis Schlafly, yeah. yeah. which was very appropriate given <laughs> what happened in the US this year. Was so, it ever? Um, but yeah, supporting, great supporting cast, uh, Rose Byrne, Tracy Ullman, Sarah Paulson was in there too. Yes, she was. Who also cropped up in... Well, she cropped up in Ratchet. Ratchet, that's the one, which, which we've was, talked about. So we won't yeah, go, yeah. if you want to hear us bang on about <laughs> Ratchet, check our last two previous yeah. uh, podcasts. But but she is great in Ratchet. Oh, anyway, God, yeah. She, you know, yeah, she's, she's a, a great, versatile She's really actress. made a mark this year. As yeah, a, and I loved in roles. Mrs America how she played a kind of a shy housewife who was looking overlooked all the time and it it's great to see her you know because ratchet was certainly the opposite of that role <laughs> ratchet yeah. wasn't shy yeah uh perry mason yeah right uh matthew reese in the title role it brilliantly brilliantly recreates the california of the 30s yep. period of the great depression yeah and it was like watching a movie the the quality was brilliant I will admit I haven't finished it. Well, I haven't finished it either. So we're talking a HBO drama you can watch on Foxtel because apparently in the last episode, that's when you see that recognition factor that Perry Mason, the TV series, you know, because this is a prequel. Yeah. But apparently the last episode, it it goes back to our more traditional understanding of him. Because the... Perry Mason with Raymond Burr. Yes. Was 60s, wasn't it? Well, it was. Early 60s? Yeah, I actually think it 50s. started in the late 50s. It was okay. like the first one hour. Yeah, so the drama. timeline is about right. Yeah. Maybe another 20 years yeah. when he's a more sophisticated. Yeah. He's working as a, um, a he's, solicitor. Yeah, he's more settled in yeah. the TV series, but he was a bit yeah. all over the shop in the yeah. HBO. And there prequel. is going to be more Perry Mason, too, I think. Isn't I'd say there? so. It's so, done really well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that's definitely on my list to knock off. Uh, Unorthodox. Yeah. Which you wrote about. Loved it. Great show. How good was that? So original and something, a world, that Jewish Orthodox world that you've never been in and to see it from the inside. It's so fascinating, fast. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was, it was, a, really it was a real education because I'm yeah. gathering it was fairly authentic about what it was doing. The, it was the the woman wrote that story about her life. I think it was incredibly authentic. Eight Emmy nominations, probably surprising and only actually one for one. Yeah. But, but a worthy a nominee year. for yeah. sure. Um they filmed a little bit in New York, but they recreated most of New York in Berlin. They did. Which was amazing. Wasn't they, it? They did so. oh, we, we, we were both knocked yeah. when we found that out, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, we talked about that earlier this year. Run made my list. Yeah, right. Sure, why? Probably because of the Phoebe Waller-Bridge connection. Yep. She was a producer. She had a part in it. Did she? When? Yeah. Like towards the end? Mid. Mid? Mid-end. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was Okay. Yeah, but well, I just got hooked into seeing what happened. It was about a couple. Did it end on run. a cliffhanger? Because this is one of the ones they cancelled and uh, went. Well, that's the end. And it's like, man, you just bloody launched it. Don't tell us that it's been well, cancelled. I, I won't spoil it because right. you know that's about a couple on the run. Correct, literally. So I won't say how. Because Merritt ends. Weaver's in it, who is so fantastic from Nurse Jackie, and. Domhnall Gleeson, yeah, who's so Irish. scary in the Star Wars, you know, yeah. the last Star Wars films, yeah. yeah. That's what it's worth a look. And they, again, they're half-hour episodes. Yeah, sure. It's something you can power through um, yeah. reasonably quickly. Oh, look, I've missed an English one. Can I drop it in yeah. here? A Confession. What's that? Martin Freeman. 
plays a British cop. It's a it's a traditional British crime drama. Yeah. It is so... I've, really? just, I've been watching it this week. Oh, my God. It's, Add it to my it, list. It leaves you on such a cliffhanger. God. You just... You know when the title, the yeah. credits come up, sometimes you go, oh, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you say at the end of every episode. <laughs> That's a, a confession. Now, Who's I, got that? I watched it on BritBox. Right. I'll talk about BritBox in a minute. Okay. But I think you can watch it for free. I think it's still on 7 Plus. Okay. Which means it was probably on 7 yeah. late night, completely unheralded. Yeah. So I think it's an ITV drama and maybe 7 get a part of their package of, of ITV uh, crime dramas. Which yeah. Are, there's a bunch of pretty good ones. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a... It's not a spoiler to say he finds a murderer at the start of the series, right, and he wraps it up and they're all patting on very well done. But then there's a bit of a twist. Ah. And then, you know, it's... Ah, um, non-traditional. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty amazing. And, um, and I'm not all the way through it. Okay. I think I've only seen three. But you go on such a journey on each one, you go, even though you're wanting to see that next one, yeah. you've got to almost take a bit of time and go, whoa. Yeah. Um, I'll gather my thoughts on that. But BritBox, yeah, look, BritBox launched probably 10 days ago. Came out of nowhere. I know. It hasn't got a lot of exclusive stuff, but I... I like the idea of it so much, and they were offering an annual deal. I paid for a year. What was the annual deal? 80 bucks. Okay. See, I want it. Which works out at about seven, I don't know what my maths is like, yeah. six, six to seven dollars well, a Well, that's a similar deal you get for Amazon Prime. They're yeah. $79 for the year, and yeah. boom, I just, yeah, I, you know, I love Amazon. BritBox, I love the concept of it because I love my British shows, but everything that is there, I'm already being served by Foxtel, BBC First. Like, yeah. if BritBox would just get a couple of shows that well, aren't being served by Foxtel. Image, they've got a brand is, new series of Spitting Image. Which I want to see, but I'm again, I'm not gagging for it. Yeah. You know? I'd like to watch it. But it's um, All Creatures Great and Small. They've got a new version big, of that. Is yeah. their marquee program. Yeah. Now, I'm old enough to remember the first one. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. That was brilliant. Again, it was a it was a sort of show for oldies, but it appealed to all ages. Yeah. It was quite cool back in the day. Yeah. You know, it... Um, so there's not much buzz about this new one here. It did quite well in the UK, I think, but there's not much buzz about it here. So apart from that, I mean, Doctor Who fans will love it because there's Doctor Who here and there, but they're not all in the one place. BritBox has them all. and they, it, It's the, everything. The way they've packaged them up, the graphics are so clever. They're yeah. so cool. Yeah. They've done some really great work on the sort of... Um, the way they're marketing what's in BritBox. So I'll report next year um, how I'm going with my Brit, okay. my BritBox 12 months and what else there is to, yeah. to look at. But, look, I'm I'm happy I've found um, A Confession, and I'm watching it without ads. Okay, it might be free on 7 Plus, but you're going to get those um, those ads you cannot skip yeah. when you watch on the catch-up yeah. service. The Queen's Gambit. Oh, Fantastic. Now it's it's almost feels British, doesn't it? But it's it does not. feel British. It's a US it? yeah. series. It's a Netflix Netflix original. Yes, um, we talked about this at length probably in our last podcast. But uh, Anna Taylor Joy, I think, is the um, is the US chess champion Beth Harmon. Um, but Thomas Brody Sangster nearly steals the show in the scenes he's in um, playing Benny Watts. Of course, he was a young guy on. Um, 
We talked about this last time. Love Actually. Love Actually. Was, yeah. Oh, now he's grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it was just fantastic. It's, there's been a big boom in um, people playing chess since then, and I, wow. I want to get back into it myself. Yeah, You yeah. a chess player? No, I'm not. Okay, no. I find someone else to Which uh, is why I thought so. I didn't want to watch the show until I watched five minutes of it and thought, I've yeah. got to watch this yeah, show. Yeah, you don't need right. to know a thing about chess. But she is so good in this. It's just brilliant. Uh, the Undoing. Look, I'm going to put that on the list. Are you? Yeah. Did you watch the last episode? The first half is brilliant of the right. last episode. Right? And then it went off the rails? Oh, yeah. Did you watch the, you, Don't tell no. me you didn't watch the last No, one. I dropped out week How two. How did you drop out? I just was But I do just, you know who did it? Yeah, I read what happened. Oh, I read yeah, a review of what happened. Know. Well, it's, I mean, yes, you have an idea, but you don't, you can't. No, I didn't. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But the problem with the undoing for me was I just wasn't interested in sticking with it for six weeks. And you, you are heavy on the look. It's just these rich white people. Yeah, I was just like, oh, here we go again. again. Yeah, it's um, little fires everywhere. It's this genre of um, shows that characters you don't care about. Nah, but I. I, I bought into it. It's been hugely successful. Oh, yeah. Let's face it, yeah. the, the numbers it's pulled for Binge, it's their biggest ever drama series, it's set records on Sky UK. It's a hit. Yeah. yeah. As no, it would I be thought, with that star power. I thought power. Hugh Grant was good. Yeah. I thought Nicole did a pretty good job. Um, supporting cast, Donald Sutherland was okay. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. The last ep- the first half of the last episode is, is great. The courtroom tension is fantastic. And I think Nicole... In that last episode, I reckon you should just okay. I could go watch and the have last a look episode. at the last step and tell Don- me. Yeah, I might be dreaming, but tell me, all right. Donald Sutherland's career now is basically <laughs> playing old, super rich white guys. That's his career well, now. There's probably not much else you could play, is there? Really? He went I from mean. dirty, sexy money to trust where he played old man Getty, yeah. who was a hideous yeah. old man. And then he's doing this like he's 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 pretty much sewing up that was role. Was Trust this year or last Trust was, was last, last year, year, I reckon. Yeah, I watched it a, all. They played a promo from Trust at the end of this and I thought, Jesus... I couldn't remember if I'd seen it all. It looked pretty good. Look, it popped up yesterday yesterday as I was searching for something and I went, what is trust? And I went, information. I went, oh, yeah, I've watched that. Mm. That's the Getty one. Looks good, though, the trailers, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good. Looks really good. Hilary Swank's in it. But, yeah, but no, no, um, where were we? (laughs) Um, Undoing, yeah, yeah, yeah. The undoing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I bought into it. Uh, And that you can segue from that to Little Fires Everywhere, which I liked. Yeah, right. I enjoyed it. That was another one I couldn't stick with. I watched it. Again, I went, I've seen all this before, Reese Witherspoon's that type of mother. I've seen it, seen it. Um, Reese Witherspoon, she optioned the book, I think. She did. She found it. She's got a book club. Yeah. Made the book very successful. Yeah. Uh, Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington, she's good. I think they both had roles as as executive producers. I just liked it. It's on Amazon. Yep. Um, I didn't watch a lot on Amazon this year, to be honest. Look, I do. I, wa- I watch a lot of Amazon because yeah. I'm, I re-watch the old 1960s. Well, they've got a lot of movies, haven't they? They've got movies, but they've got the original Dark Shadows from okay. 1966 in black and white, which is the first ever American TV horror show. And it was used to come on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Vampires. Imagine being a kid 
coming home from school watching a show about a vampire. Like, there's actually a special on Amazon you can watch called... Uh, it's a Dark Shadows documentary, and it's about Dan Curtis who made the show. And I'd never realised that Dan Curtis who made Dark Shadows also made The Winds of War with Robert Mitchum and okay. War and Remembrance, which were the two biggest miniseries of the 80s in terms of the budget. Um, so really, really interesting there. But, yeah, I, I'm, I watch a lot of Amazon Prime. Um, I'm, nearly, I'm nearly done, actually. Away, we mentioned before. Yeah. Hilary Swank um, sort of lead in the – it's about the first uh, – manned mission to Mars. It's an international, it's a joint um, sort of multi-country um, expedition. So the Russians are there, the Chinese are there. Yeah. And that causes all lots of sort of conflicts. I don't think Australia is part of it. <laughs> yeah. A, gets a seat at the table. An um, Amazon series I want to watch and haven't got around to yet is the second series of The Boys, um, oh, which okay. is the superhero. Yep. Um, I really want to do that. And there's a couple of other series too that I haven't finished that are cropping up on a lot of lists for Best of 2020. It's May I Destroy You uh, on Binge and Foxtel and What We Do in the Shadows, which is also on Foxtel. A lot of people are loving them. What's the watch? What's watch we do? What we do in the shadows is the send up of the vampires living in the oh, house, okay, the yeah. spin off of the New Zealand um, movie, um, and it's in its second series, and people okay. love it. Yeah, yeah, All right, good, good. Now I think that's about it for me. I'll just end as I've done on a few of these lists with billions. Yeah, right. You love billions, <laughs> don't you? I love billions. There was only seven episodes billions. this year. Yeah. So and it's been. I thought this was the last season, right? I think this but is didn't they get? They got. Didn't they get hit by a pre- coronavirus they and they had to finish early? So I'm early. hopeful they'll. There's still five eps of this season to come. I yeah. think, but they've commissioned a sixth season. Apparently, you know, so there's, there's going to be lots more billions. There's two shows you haven't mentioned. That I thought one was uh, Shit's Creek, which oh, I think, yeah. which I call the so show. I haven't, of, I haven't watched one. Right. See, I, I'm calling it the show of 2020 because really? I think it was the show that people discovered in lockdown. Well, dominated there was the Emmys. Six it? seasons to binge. It takes a while for some people to get into it because the characters are quite unlikable in the first series. But when you get there. It's such a joy. And that's the show I'll always remember. The other show I'll always remember as associated with lockdown was Tiger King because it came out just as we went into lockdown and everybody sort of watched it at the same time and talked about it. And do you know what? There's, there, th- that guy could still get pardoned by I Donald know. Trump. They're still talking about it. Joe Exotic might get let out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the rare things we differ on. I mean... Tiger King, I could have cared less. You know? Yeah, right. I just, I just didn't really care about the bloody park. Yeah, what they were doing. It no. was so nutty for me that a guy like that was marrying straight guys who didn't identify as gay, mm. but throw enough money under their nose, hate <laughs> drugs, and by the way, we've got a few tigers that can be your pets. No. Gee, they came running. He married two guys. They're both straight. <laughs> He married two men. It's it's insane that story. Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's probably the buzziest show of the year, maybe yeah. wasn't it? That was yeah. when it was on. You Man, when it hit, everybody was watching yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, but it has sort of died a death pretty much since then, yeah. hasn't it? You know? Well, the, everyone's tried to cash in. You know, I think Seven had a another like documentary. You keep the flag. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was TV 2020. Do you know, one of the things I de- decided not to do this year was do a worst of list because I just thought it yeah. wasn't fair. I thought it was a tough year and I thought it wasn't fair to do that. And I think we should also give a shout out to to the incredible work done by News and Current Affairs this year. Geez, they've had to work hard. Um, and I particularly want to mention ABC Breakfast, whose viewership grew 34% this year, you know, and I think all the breakfast TV shows and, you know, 7.30 and Q&A with Hamish McDonald. You know, it was a really tough year. There's still a lot of things going on. It's been a tense year for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, we, you know, they did a really good job. I watched a lot of news this year and, hey, they Same did a Same year, job. so did a lot of people. I mean, everybody's news figures were up. Yeah. Was, uh, was, so, was yeah, no, no worse this year. I'm not going to go there. Oh, it's, we, we should stay positive in 2020. Yeah, I, I, I just feel bad doing a worse list. Yeah, too. I don't think this is the year you, to do you it. You just don't watch. I mean, yeah. There's no reason. And also it. think that productions were affected by it and they had to scale back. And so you might end up giving a, a put a worse slapping on something that could have been the best show of the year if it hadn't been interrupted by coronavirus. So I think we, we don't do it this year. Sure. All right, that's brilliant. Look, Andrew, that's fantastic. Look, I, there were so many things there. If I, I'll make a rash promise to type this up and <laughs> put it on mediaweek.com.au somewhere. For, yeah, right. If people are interested, if they want to, because there's plenty of things there to... If the um, now they were saying there was going to, was it El Nino coming this year? Yeah, yes, one I always get them mixed up. But the one was supposed to rain a lot along the eastern coast. Of yeah, there's a possibility we're going to have a really. We haven't wet seen summer. much of it yet, but if we do, there's <laughs> yeah. pl- plenty of good things. And here look, to they're watch. still pouring out. I just I've just finished watching Stands Into the Night about the Perth serial killer four hour documentary. Um, I'm hanging out for the new two special Christmas episodes of Euphoria on uh, Foxtel next. Week and we got a third, the third day with Jude Law, the new Sky drama starting. I mean, we're still going to have stuff going all through summer, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, well, a bump from John Edwards with Claudia Carvin. Yeah, launching New Year's Day. I'm pretty sure the I'm Bondi staying. hipsters are coming back to stand. I'm pretty yep. excited about that. Yeah, there's yep. a lot of good stuff coming. Yep. Fantastic. All right, Andrew. Look, season's greetings to you. Season's greetings to all the uh, listeners, and we'll do it again next year. Great. Have a good Christmas, everyone.